Sunday morning again, and yes, woke up on Sunday morning with heaven on my mind, and um, that's the way we need to wake up every day. Yes, sir. Amen. Every day with heaven on our mind. Amen. All the rest of it is just absolutely of this world and is not going to last. Praise God. We are talking today again about the spiritual man, and this is uh, this should be the goal of every child of God, that is to become a truly spiritual person. Amen. Whether man or woman, you are spiritual. And there's probably uh, uh, many different definitions about what it is to really be a spiritually minded person. But, you know, we are able to uh, check our own thoughts and the meditations of our heart. And we are going to be what we think about and what we meditate on. And this is the reason why we have to control very carefully the input. Amen? Yes. Amen. You can't put in garbage and get out something good to eat. Amen. <laughs> you got to put good stuff in and you'll get good stuff out. Praise God. Right. Amen. And it's why we... We talk so often about the importance of prayer, the importance of communication with God, and we do that with our own words. Amen. Amen. I uh, was uh, working on some translations again this week and, and uh, uh, noticed that a uh, little bit there that had been previously translated by Google Translator, which always needs a lot of work. But... Uh, they use a word in Portuguese that's called pressi. And what it is, it's just a written prayer that somebody reads. You know, I, I'm glad I don't have to pray like that. Right. I don't have to use somebody else's words. Right. I can use my own words. I can express myself to God. God. Express Amen. my joy, express my problems, express my sickness, and all of these things yeah. to the Lord with my own words. Amen. And every one of you are capable of doing that. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And who knows how many uh, great things God could do in your life through your prayer. Amen. And of course, we also emphasize so much the reading of God's word and the meditating on the Holy Scriptures. Uh, again, this morning, uh, up early, in spite of the change in time. And I'm glad to see all of you here today. Amen. <laughs> it's always... It's every preacher's fear that somebody, some of the members won't forget or won't remember to turn their clocks up. But I guess you all did that, and that is wonderful. Amen. Praise the Lord. <coughs> <coughs> to be a spiritual man, as I have already said this morning, we need to put the Word of God into our hearts. Um, David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You want to keep your life free from sin and free from these works of the flesh that we've already talked so much about, then into that empty heart that God forgave of all of your sin and all of your transgressions, put the Word of God and fill it with God's Spirit, and there's not going to be any room for the junk and garbage of this world. Amen? Amen. Praise yeah. God. Praise God. Well, let's go to the book of John chapter 15 and uh, verses 4 through 8. Very wonderful, wonderful passage of Scripture. Anytime John 15 is mentioned to me, I know already that it's going to talk about the vine. 
and I have talked to you about the vine that uh, I planted, the grapevine. Uh, if you don't stay in the vine, you're not going to produce anything. I'll never forget just accidentally jerking off that beautiful green shoot. And in just a very few minutes, the leaves were curled up and it was already in the process of death. And the same is true of us. Let's read from God's Word this morning. And I'm just going to let Sister Gina help me out this morning as she does every Sunday. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. Amen. The word abide is a very important word. Uh, it's not uh, just a temporary, a temporary visitation with the Lord. Uh, asked a man one time if he had received the Holy Ghost. He said, well, I had a visit. Well, a visit didn't cut it. <laughs> We've got to have more than just a visit. We've got to have the Holy Ghost abiding within us. Amen? All right. Uh, verse number five. I am the vine. Ye are the branches, he that abideth in me, and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Let's remember that. You're not going to conquer sin without the Lord. You're not going to live a successful Christian life. You're not going to live an overcoming life unless you abide in the Lord, because without him you cannot do anything. Amen? Amen. You can accomplish your, your menial, physical temporal tasks, which you cannot accomplish those spiritual things that God wants you to accomplish. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Alright. Uh, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Amen. So, as we read this uh, verse 6, we understand that there is a lot of advantage to you personally to abide in the Lord, to have your mind focused on Him, to uh, be absorbed with Him and His presence and desire Him more than anything in this life because it said that you can ask what you will and it would be done. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. I have prayer requests. You have prayer requests. You have family with needs. I have family with needs. We have friends with needs. We have brothers and sisters in the Lord with, in, in, uh, in the Lord with needs. And if we abide in the Lord and we keep that channel of communication open with Him at all times, we can ask and God will provide for us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Going to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9 through 16, and I only want to emphasize, Sister Gina, the 10th verse, if you can bring that one right up. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, saying that the rest of it is not important, but it's verse 10 that I really want to emphasize today. Or saith he it altogether for our sakes, for our sakes, no. What did I say? We need to be uh, 2 and 9, Sister, please. Thank you. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear hath heard, neither hath have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Spiritual man, coming to a place of loving God intensely, 
Amen. Amen. Intensely. Uh, let, let me let me just kind of roll back here just a little bit this morning again. Uh, my wife and I have tried over the years to, uh, particularly when our children were small, uh, to always have our home filled with Christian music. Christian Amen. music. Amen. Good. Godly music. Uh, there was no place in our home for this garbage out of the world. Right. Uh, sometimes people just have that playing in the background and they really don't even know what it says, but if they listen to the word, they would be horrified of all the insinuations that are in some of the music that is played. People just go, excuse the expression, gobbledygook over it, you know, just like, oh, you know. And uh, some of these singers and all of that, uh, they live horrible lives, yeah. lives of deprivation, and people uh, support all of that by buying their music. And uh, can, there's just a, a continuation of all of that type of lifestyle. We need to break any habit that we may have uh, of listening to that kind of music. I, I'm not accusing anybody today. I'm just saying that I, I have known of people that, uh, that they, they just have something like that going all the time. But we need to feed our mind. What goes in is what's going to come out. We've got to put good things in, and we can expect a good return on that. Uh, my, my son was pastoring a church in Brazil a number of years ago, and he realized that everybody was coming to church just kind of beat down and, and discouraged and, and all of that. And he started kind of snooping around <laughs> their lives a little bit. Come to find out they were listening to a certain radio program. Oh, my Lord. It was enough to send anybody out to the nearest drugstore for some antidepressant pills. Because it was nothing but bad news. That's all in the world it was, just bad news. About the crimes that were committed, and the rapes that were committed, and the murders that were committed, and the thieving that was committed, and all of that sort of thing. You know, we don't need to feed ourselves with those things. But we need to feed ourselves with the good word of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 5 and verses 13 through 14. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Uh, all of us that have uh, raised families, we understand the various... Um, uh, stages in the raising of a child. Amen? Uh, just various stages. And uh, this couple knows that. This baby's born. I mean, uh, it's on milk, whether it's mother's milk or, or some type of formula, but that is what they begin their life with, is milk. It's what they can digest. It's what gives them the nutrients that they need to sustain their life and to grow. But... Um, uh, and, and it's not always at the same period in life. Now, our, old, our second oldest son uh, was born. He weighed almost 10 pounds. Doctor said, take him out and get him a paper route. <laughs> he had this big chest on him. He just was one healthy-looking piece of human being. But, uh, uh, you know, and, and the doctors all want to tell you, well, you know, only at a certain age give him this, only at a certain age give him that. Well, you know, some of that is true, and I'm not, uh, you know, taking lightly the advice that we can get from good medical professionals. But my wife and I began to notice that Nathan was never satisfied. 
he wasn't satisfied. And I remember as it were yesterday, we were driving, coming out of Canada, coming down into the state of Washington where we resided close to the Canadian border. And I said, you know, we're going to begin putting him on some kind of a pablum or, you know, a, I don't know, is that, is that an expression in today's world, pablum? I don't know. Program? Huh? Program? Cereal. Cereal. Child cereal, okay? And, uh, I mean, we started him on that, and man, I mean, he just slurped that stuff up like it was the best thing <laughs> that he'd ever eaten. And that was the end of his being dissatisfied with his food. Milk was not resolving the problem for him. And spiritually, it is the same thing with us. You know, we can't just, uh, another scripture we're going to read today talks about, uh, you know, always just talking about repentance and talking about this and talking about that, and never going on into the deeper things in God. Okay? There comes a time in life when, I tell you what, a good barbecue just tastes good, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, it just tastes good. And it, it, spiritually speaking, the same thing must happen in our lives. Amen? Amen. Praise God. All right, now to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 17 and verse 8. Uh, <clears throat> you know, whether in the Old Testament or the New Testament, you know, God's desire for his people has really not changed, all right? For he shall be as a tree. Oh, give me verse 7, please. Give me verse 7. Oh, thank you. All right. All right. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. All right? All right? Well, hope the Lord is. Oh, thank you. All right. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. What is your hope? Huh? The Lord. You know, you got a job, and I mean, you know, thank God for a job and all of that, you know. But that is not the end of your life. That, that's, that's not the main <coughs> thing in your life. God has got to be the main thing, all right? We go into verse 8. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when the heat cometh, but her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. All right? We have got to plant ourselves in a spiritual sense in the Lord. In the Lord. That is the river of eternal life, is the Lord, all right? Mm -hmm. Now, what's going to happen in your life? You're going to have trials come. You're going to have difficulties come. You're going to have health challenges come. There's going to be all kinds of things that can come into your life. And those things, for a person who is not firmly rooted and grounded in God, can be absolutely the end of their spiritual experience. They just fall off the cliff. Because they have not been really planted by the river of true water that can produce the life that they need. All right. When the summer, uh, when the heat cometh, but her leaves shall be green, and shall not be careful. Others won't have to worry about the drought because by the river. All right. Amen. If we are connected to God, it doesn't really matter what happens in our world. It really doesn't matter. 
all of this political turmoil. I mean, it's bad. It's just bad. I have never seen this in all of the years that I have lived, and neither has Brother Camarena Sr. You know, all of this stuff that's going on, it, it's just unreal. And if that's what you hear about, and that's what you feed your mind on, it's not long until you are as depressed as you can get. All right? But our hope has got to be placed in God. We've got to plant ourselves by the river of water. We've got to uh, obtain our nourishment from God's Spirit and obtain our nourishment from the Word of God. And when we do that, there is not a crisis that will come into our world that is going to uh, destroy us spiritually. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Ephesians 3.20. Ephesians 3.20. Running through these very rapidly this morning. And uh, I have made a real point in hoping and giving you and putting in your hands this study manual because uh, there may be times when you need to return to this. And they, I, I need to read this again. I need to read these scriptures again and refresh my mind in these things. All right? Ephesians 3 and 20. <clears throat> okay? Uh, now to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Now I want to give special attention to that last part there. That last part, all right? Right there. According to the power that worketh in us. Sometimes people don't understand the necessity of receiving the Holy Ghost. I was going over some material, additional material today, this morning early, uh, with regard to the work of the Holy Ghost. And my, it was just mind-boggling as I was able to see all of the scriptures that refer to the work of the Holy Ghost in our lives. And people say, we don't need it? Come on. I need it. We all need it. Because, because now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, and that is going to happen according to the Holy Ghost that abides in you. Amen? It's going to be a working in you. We are all, I don't know, we, we, we sometimes get this idea that everything must come from some kind of an external source. But once we have filled ourselves with God's Spirit, yes. we have received it and we have been renewed in it yes. in a frequent basis. Amen. We establish within us a fountain of God's presence and God's Spirit that springs up into everlasting life. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. And, and provides for us those things that we have need of. I, I, I really uh, was studying this morning and think, according to the power that worketh in us. Amen. Praise God. And, and I, I'm not accusing anyone or pointing a finger at anyone, but I want you to just ask yourself, is God's power really working in me? That's what you need to answer for yourself. That's the way you become a truly spiritual man. And of course, Acts 1.8, we should all be able to quote that from memory. Such a uh, prominent scripture. Words that Jesus spoke just before he ascended into heaven. But ye shall receive power. Amen. Say power with me. Power. power. The very interesting thing is, and of course any of you that are familiar with the Spanish language, you know that that word is poder. 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 Okay? It is not only 
a, a, a noun, but it is also a verb. Right. It's a verb. Poder. And it's from that word that we get our I can. I'm able. <laughs> and when I first learned that, I thought, wow, this is powerful, all right? And so when we are filled with the Holy Ghost, we are filled with ability. Yes. The power of God to do what we were not yes. able to do before. Yes, the power of God to live above sin. Yes. The power of God to not be affected when we walk by the tavern door. The power of God to not be tempted to go into the dance hall. The power of God not to uh, use the wrong kind of language. And, and, and whatever else it is that may be a temptation to any person. When we are filled with God's power, yeah. we have within us uh, the ability to resist all of those things. Amen. Not only that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And if you follow the reading in the book of Acts, you will find that that is exactly what happened. The Holy Ghost was poured out in Jerusalem. And the disciples at first were so excited and so joyful about being filled with the Holy Ghost. My, let's just, we're just going to build three tabernacles right here. That's where we're going to stay, right here. This is so good. But that was not God's plan. He had to send persecution that drove them out of Jerusalem. And they went to Samaria and they went to Judea, uh, which was the kind of like the, the state or the province where uh, Jerusalem was. And, and finally went on to the uttermost parts of the world. And the powerful thing that we read in the book of Acts is that those that fled Jerusalem because of the persecution, they did not flee God. And they did not flee God's word. And they did not flee the Holy Ghost. They took all of that with them and they testified of Jesus Christ everywhere they went. And that is why the world was filled with the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And so the power that comes to us uh, through the Holy Ghost is of such great importance in our lives. 1 John 4.4. 4. I love this scripture. It's just such a source of, of strength and encouragement to all of us. Amen. Praise God. And uh, you are a God, little children, and have overcome them. Uh, talking about the powers of darkness and the evil workers and all of that. What's the reason for that? Huh? Read the last, read the last part of the word. Because greater is he. And where is he? In you. In you. Get the key? But he's got to be in you. Yes, All right? That's right. It cannot be just a company beside you, but it's got to be in you. Amen. He changes you from the inside out. He makes you a new creature from the inside out. You become what God wants you to become because he works in you. And... Whenever something comes against you that you feel that uh, you are not capable of dealing with, remember that God wants the fullness of His Spirit dwelling in you to the place where you are able to resist all of that and overcome all of that. Amen? Amen. Right. Praise God. Praise Amen. God. It's in us. Yes. It's in me. It's in you. It's in every uh, truly born-again child of God. Amen? Yes. Amen. Amen. 
praise the name of the Lord because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And you feel the devil coming your way and tempting you and you say, get thee behind me, Satan. And remember, Satan, that greater is he that's in me than you. He's greater than you. Right. He's greater than your temptations. And I am invoking his name right now. In the name of Jesus, get out of my life. Leave me alone. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Reminded of the little boy that was sitting in the middle of his bed, cross-legged, reading his Bible uh, out loud. And uh, he was reading it out loud. And he heard a voice come and said, uh, Now you know that's not the truth. Here it is too. He just kept on reading it. Boy, he said, come on, come on. You know, that's not the truth. Don't believe that stuff. Well, I do believe it. It's the truth. And he heard the voice the third time. And this time, he kind of felt like the voice was coming from underneath the bed. So he took his Bible, held it like this, put it down. And he said, if you don't believe it, devil, here, read it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> And you know, that, that is the reason why we need to have God's Word hid in our hearts. That's why we need to have God, God's Word memorized. We're able to quote it in the time of need. And uh, the devil's coming against you. Hey, devil, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You're in the world. You're in the world. You have this world system dominated. But I'm greater than all of that by the power of he who abides in me. Praise God. That's why we see such a tremendous success story in the book of Acts with regard to the spreading of the gospel to the whole world. They just believed. They just believed that they were endued with a power that was superior to the power of the Roman Empire. Amen? Sister Linda. Yes. Yes. And Jesus, when he calmed the sea, he didn't say, "Be quiet now." He said, "Shut up," and the calm and the sea would calm. Yeah. Basically, that is what he said. And I think if we would do take the authority that Jesus gives us to make him through go the Holy away, Ghost, yes, make him go away. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. Get thee behind me, Satan. Yeah, amen. I don't have to listen to you. Get off my shoulder. Quit whispering in my ear. Amen? Right, right, right. Listen, people of God. You are God's people. Maybe you're not everything you ought to be yet. But if you will continue to read the word of God and continue your prayers and continue seeking God and, and be truly filled with the Holy Ghost, yes, sir. you become a very powerful thing yes. because the almighty God dwells within you. You see, this, this is the beauty. And, and I'm going to yes. get off of some just for a minute here. Yeah, it's all right. Amen. But this is the beauty of believing that there's one God. 
We don't receive a third person of the, of the, of, of a holy trinity into us. We receive God himself into us because God is spirit. All right? We receive him into our life. And the spirit that we receive is the almighty power of God. And you remember our study of a couple of Wednesdays ago. And we're talking about the attributes of God. And he is the omnipotent one. He has all power. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And that power, when we received the Holy Ghost, came to live in us. Yes. Amen. Excuse me. And in Brazil, we had we had a lot of spiritism. Matter of fact, I was I read that about sixty percent of all of Brazil's population had at least dabbled in some type of spiritism at one time or the other. Uh, there were various forms of that in various degrees. Well, uh, I told a story one time. I come I was coming to our house and went up this hill, and then it broke over the hill and went immediately down. Well, just as I broke over that crown of that hill. Here is this huge, huge sacrifice that they make to their, to their spirits. And there it was in this whole line of bottles of sugar cane, whiskey, and all of that there. Man, I was trucking. <laughs> I didn't come on something like that. There was no time to stop. I run flat dab over that thing. I heard those bottles when it hit the axle, front axle of my truck. And I went back through the next day. I was thinking it exploded so bad. You couldn't, you couldn't even see pieces of glass. I mean, it just went into powder. It just it disappeared. So he said, Brother Walmart, are you afraid? No, I'm not afraid. Amen. No, I'm not afraid. Amen. Amen. I do not fear those things. Because greater is he that's in me. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Greater, greater, greater. More powerful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm not going to read Psalms 1, 1 through 13, but let let me encourage you to read that at home, okay? That is a beautiful psalm, and and it gives us some instructions as to how we need to live our lives. And you guys are on the job. I don't know how it is on your job, but I I, I won't seem like my workplaces were always filled with filthy mouthed men. And you just cannot sit around with them. Your yeah, mind right. will become corrupted right. with their evil conversations. Amen? Right. And you men know what I'm talking about. And, well, can we say it? <coughs> I'm sorry, but that has spilled over into many women's lives as well. Yeah. And they're just about as filthy mouths as men. All right. Uh, Ephesians 5. And uh, we are looking at verse 18. In fact, I want to uh, keep it right handy there, Sister Gina, because I want to read on down through verse 21. <clears throat> All right? And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. All right? <clears throat> wine was, a, wine was a, a necessary drink in their days. Whether it was really alcoholic or not is a matter of a lot of debate. But it was the fruit of the, it was the product of the grape, all right? And probably it was somewhat fermented. But he said, don't be drunk on that, all right? But be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, 
singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. As you go through your day, when I woke up this morning, the, the little song I sung this morning was, was came to my mind. Why? Because years upon years upon years we have we've sung that, alright? I woke up this morning feeling fine. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yes. Because yeah. the Lord is with me. Amen. Amen. The Lord is with me. I woke up feeling fine. Yes, sir. I had heaven on my mind. I had yes, God on my mind. It's what was it's what's important to me. So we speak to ourselves in songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And another reason why I say that we need to abandon all of that worldly music that talks about illicit sex and drugs and, and, and you name all of the stuff that it talks about. All right? All right, let's go to the next one. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. One of the signs of the last times according to the epistles is that Men will be unthankful. Have you seen so much unthankfulness as you see in the world today? That's right. Yes. All the time. People are just unthankful. Unthankful. You know, there's a whole generation of millions of people out there in our country that are unthankful. That think that this government owes them something. They're not thankful to live in this free nation. Not thankful that they can get a job and earn their own wages and feel good about themselves. Yeah. Excuse me. Didn't mean to get out of politics, okay? All right. <laughs> but we have got to be careful because it is so easy for these spirits to get a hold of us. Yeah. We find ourselves becoming unthankful. Yeah. Oh, got a little pain. <laughs> well. Everybody has a little pain. You ever have any pain? <laughs> of course you have pain. Everybody has pain. Right. I mean, that's just part of being a human being to have pain. Uh, but in all things, we give thanks unto God. And we begin to run down the long list. We thank Him for His sacrifice for us, for His blood that was shed, for the blood that cleanses us from all sin, for the privilege of being baptized in Jesus' name. And for the privilege of being able to be filled with God's Spirit and for healing our bodies. And wow, the list just goes on and on of all the things that we can be thankful for. Amen? Right, amen. Praise God. Let our hearts be filled with thanksgiving. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. <clears throat> Praise God. Isn't God good? His word is good, and he talks to us. Amen. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on into perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Verse 2. Of the doctrine of baptisms, of the laying on of hands, and of the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. Verse 3. And this will we do if God permit. All right? going on, not stopping anywhere in our Christian experience, Come on. but going on Come on. to grow. Amen. Amen. The greatest pleasure you have is to see your children grow. The greatest privilege you have is to see your children grow. 
what a sad thing it is for parents who for some reason have children that for some reason don't grow. It, 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 it's, it's sad. It's sad. They don't grow physically and sometimes they don't grow mentally. But we, we thank God for our children who grow. And our Heavenly Father wants to see you, His spiritual children, grow. Grow. Hallelujah. And uh, become every day stronger and more powerful and more victorious in your Christian living. Amen. Now we're going to go to a scripture that I have added. And this I'm going to read to you from the Amplified Bible. And it's 1 John 5 and 18. All right. 1 John 5 and 18. Oh, come on, First John, you're in here somewhere. All right, First John 5 and 18. All right. <clears throat> For we know absolutely that anyone born of God does not deliberately and knowingly practice committing sin. But the one who was begotten of God carefully watches over and protects him. Christ's divine presence within him preserves him against the evil, and the wicked one does not lay hold, get a grip on him, or touch him. All right? Uh, sometimes people are confused about this, this scripture, as it is in the our King James English Version. All right? We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. And, it talk, and this is a, a, a reference to willful sin. All right? Willful sin. You do have control over your life. Amen. Do I need to repeat that? Say it again. You do, <laughs> you do have control over your life. Amen. 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 Right? And whether you like it or not, you're going to live by the decisions that you make about your life. Physically or spiritually. Alright? And so, we we uh, uh, we we, we, we must understand that we can fail. We might sin. We just might in an unguarded moment commit something that is wrong. But we have immediate access to the Lord Jesus Christ, asking forgiveness of that failure, and we are immediately forgiven. And I tell you what, 1 John 1 and 9 is one of the scriptures that I tell you what, it is an anchor for my soul. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's my scripture. Yeah. That's mine. All right? And remember, <coughs> and this is where deeper study into God's word, as we've already talked about, all right, comes in very conveniently. Because we understand that the book of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John were written to the church. Do you understand me? Mm -hmm. To the church. To those who already repented and baptized and filled with God's Spirit. And he said, if we sin. Alright? If we happen to sin. Alright? God is faithful and just to forgive every sin that is confessed. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, we mentioned to you 
And the Bible said the other Wednesday night that God is not going to save the impenitent. Those that do not repent cannot be saved. I'm sorry. I don't care what these liberal preachers are saying out here and all of these other. I I don't care what they're saying. You know, they are not going to take people to heaven through the doctrines that they preach. That grace is going to cover everything and everybody's going to heaven. It's just not going to happen that way, my friend. All right. Sorry. Sorry. We must repent of our sin. If we repent of our sin, then we can be forgiven. And after that, we we endeavor with everything that's within us to not sin. Okay? To not sin. Now, down at the in the in the first column right here, this reference here, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 25. And you know, it, it, it's a it, it's three scriptures that we ought to read on a rather frequent basis. Because it tells us what type of fruit we ought to be bearing in our lives that are filled with the Holy Ghost. All right? It tells us what, what, what things we ought to be producing. We're going to put, produce love and joy and peace and long-suffering and patience and all of these nine different things that are mentioned in this passage of Scripture. And if we go down that list and we analyze our lives, and of course... Uh, in, in, in regard to that, I would take you to the book of First uh, uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 11 and verse 28, where it says, And let a man examine himself. Paul mentions it again, the, my, more or less the same thing again, in Second Corinthians 3 and, uh, 13 and 5. Um, winding up here, Sister Gina, very quickly. But we are to examine ourselves. Yeah. Don't come to me as a Bible teacher. Don't come to your pastor and say, what's wrong in me? (laughs) (laughs) And if I tell you, you're going to get uptight with me. You're not going to like me anymore. But when you go to the Lord and you place yourself in his presence, I remember one time I really did this in, in a time of great need. And I'm telling the Lord about what's wrong with everybody else. And the Lord began to reveal to me what was wrong with me. Well, nobody around that I can blame. Nobody's talking to me. It's the Lord. And when God talks to you, all you can say is, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Because He knows. He knows. And if you feel or hear in that way that a soul can hear, that voice of God speaking to you in that way. Praise God. Pay attention to it. And repent of that that you've done. And restore your relationship and fellowship with the Lord. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And of course, then, of course, the very last scripture, finishing off our study manual. Then I say, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would like to do. Amen? Amen. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Commune with God. Develop a close relationship and fellowship with the Lord. And when you have done that, you're going to find a a great place of, uh, of spiritual victory in your life. 
such as you may never have experienced in all of your life. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together. And as we move into the next service, before that, we're going to just do a little walk around here and see.